0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
2: Yo, it is BGN Radio as we sit Eight days away from potentially the greatest day of many of our lives. I am James Seltzer. This is BGN radio with me as always to my right, closer than normal editor-in-chief bleeding The one and only Mr. Brandon Lee Gouton with me, BLG. How you doing, buddy?
3: Closer than normal, that could be like I'm sitting over like really you're like right up against me here.
2: Normally you're like all the way across the studio. Yeah. yeah. Just
3: to give a little context, I'm like arms length. You can touch me. (laughs) You can (laughs) touch me. It's good. No closer than that.
2: And how about this? A rare treat for us as with us today making his official, official WIP as a WIP employee debut. The one, the only, the former Eagle great, Mr. Trey Thomas. 72's in the house. Oh, yeah,
4: man. Happy to be here. You know, just excited. It's such a good time to just even be able to talk football. And I'm just so excited to even be a part of this. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, we're happy to have you. You can follow Trey on Twitter at 72TreyThomas. So much to get into. I want to start out, guys, just by, uh, you know, look, we are, again, eight days away from the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl. Kind of what is the feel, at least for you two, Brandon? I'll start with you. What is your what is kind of the feel been for you managing the website over the last week, the excitement? Have you ever felt anything like this in Philadelphia from a sports perspective?
3: No, it's been crazy really, just covering everything for BleedingGreenNation.com. There's there's just so much stuff to get to. There's so many players to hear from coaches and quotes and angles to the game. There's everyone's, you know, talking about everything, trying to promote everything. You get a ton of emails from people trying to promote this and that there's just, there's so much emphasis on this game, obviously And the, in the two week buildup is really, you know, that's, that's so much time. There's so much time to talk about this game and overanalyze. And it's just, it's such a huge moment. And it's just a moment that we never thought this team was even going to be here. At least a lot of people didn't you know, expect this. And it's crazy that they're still here.
2: Speaking of promoting, we'll tell you about a really cool thing coming up for the big game in just a little bit. But Trey, the last time the Eagles were in this position, you were out there on the field. It has been 13 years, 14 years really since the season, but 13 years since the last time the Eagles played in a Super Bowl. you were out there, man. What is, what does this city feel like? You remember what it was like in 04, you were a part of it in 04. Yeah. What does this feel like compared to, to 13 years ago?
4: You know what? This is. This, this seems like it's a lot more energy around this one. You know, um, these guys have really done a really good job of just pulling themselves together. Because back in 04, I mean, we, we went in with a complete team. You know, and uh, everybody kind of expected us to be there. And uh, we had a pretty solid season. We didn't have any major injuries, so we went into the playoffs pretty stacked.
2: Well, yeah, you went into the season. I mean, they went out and got cursed. T.O., I think a lot of people were like, all right, especially after the NFC Championship games. Like, this is the year people felt that. Very different in that Yeah,
4: definitely, you know, because you're just starting to add those weapons because you knew that that's one of the things that we were missing, just getting over the hump, having that extra weapon out there on the field. But it just seems like this year – you know, these guys have done such a really good job of rallying around each other. Doug has done a really good job of just keeping everybody focused, keeping the energy up in the in the facility after losing so many major parts to your team and just keeping the morale up. I think that, you know, this just feels like the energy is just a lot more electric in this. And then, too. I'm just enjoying it from the fan side now. Different for you, Let's uh, just less totally different. Yeah, that way, right? <laughs> you know, it's just a stress because you know you want to see them win. <laughs> you know, and I'm in there with them. You know, and I I try not to uh text BG and all those. And like, hey <laughs> right? man, this is what I see because <laughs> then they don't return my text messages, and then I'm like, you know what, dude, I'm just trying to help. But you know, I, I, I'm just really excited to just see what's going on.
2: Well, let's start there, Trey. And I want to stay with you. I want to start with this concept you just brought up. You mentioned Doug Peterson keeping these guys together. Doug had a really interesting and, – and I think the three of us can all agree Doug Peterson has done a masterful job this season and, and is as big a reason as anybody that they are where they are right now. But, Doug, let, let's get into the Patriots. Let's get into the kind of the mystique as it was termed this week. And I want to get into your perspective as well, Trey, as someone who – Played these same guys in the Super Bowl, which is crazy to think about. Brady and Belichick yeah. still out there doing their still thing. Still doing man. their thing. But uh, Trey, let's start with with what Doug Peterson said this week. Peterson talking about the mystique of the Patriot basically says, "I can't worry about them. I got to worry about my guys. We got to win the day. We got to do what we do and execute." Is that the right message to both this team and the media?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what you you can't get all wrapped up and get you know blinded by the rings that Bill Belichick has. You know, I think that. As as someone that's manning the ship of a, a, a ship full of gladiators that are ready to go to war, you want to make sure that your your tone and everything of your messages is about making sure that we take care of what we need to take care of, and not get uh, caught up in the little show that's going on that they that they're going to try to present. So what we need to do is make sure that we stay focused and continue with the holding each other accountable, staying focused in practice, and let's doing what we need to do to go out there and go get a win.
2: Yeah, I'm with you 100. I think it's and and look and and. I'm I want to get into this in a little bit. I feel like that is this team. This team has shown time and time again. Like I said earlier this week, like I'm done doubting these guys, these guys believe in themselves. They believe in their coaches. They believe in that crew. It seems to be all that matters. BLG, your perspective on Peterson and how he's approaching the Patriots and how you kind of have to approach the Patriots.
3: Well, I feel like maybe one of the things that happens when you play the Patriots and you look at Tom Brady and you look at Bill Belichick on paper is like, man, we have to go all out to beat these guys. And, And I think maybe that's what kind of gets teams away from what they're good at like the eagles don't have to reinvent themselves within these 2 weeks going up to the super bowl right like they have to play their brand of football it's not about changing it up and trying to become this different team They do the things that work to get here. What are those things? They dominated in the trenches, right? Exactly. They need to see more. We need to see more of that. Doug Peterson has been aggressive as a play caller. He's been creative. He can continue to do that. He doesn't have to go out and try to reinvent himself or or be scared. Think about to one of the Eagles' worst games this year. It was in Seattle. They played out of character in that game. Mm -hmm. They played scared. They went into that game, and you were like, this isn't the Eagles we know. So they can't go into the Super Bowl like that. They can't play intimidated just because – Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and all those guys have been there before. They have to play with that confidence that we've seen.
4: You I, know, I'm just thinking about that, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, back when Mike Tyson was in, on, you know, Running things when he was just where you would p- do a pay per view and the guy would get knocked out in a minute. Oh my god, you know, yeah. I mean, or when he's talking about uh, as soon as, as, soon as you see Tyson children, come out with just a towel on, those oh guys man. are intimidated and they and like, they lose uh, you, the fight it's before like you, you even go get, to
2: sit down. And you got your popcorn, and your yeah. soda, and you're like, and you missed the fight because you went to get a soda. It's like, oh, he knocked him out already. Yeah, Tyson
4: what? comes out to some Tupac with just a towel on, yep. and <laughs> then just you, you're already beat before he even steps in the ring. So that's why I think Doug is taking that that that. That message of saying, look, don't get all hyped up about this. They have to come out there. It's going to be a game, and we can win this.
2: Yeah, I love that, and I love that mentality because you can't let this – just because they – yes, they're historically probably the greatest team in this history of football, what they've done over this 15-, 20-year run – Especially in a salary cap era, has never been done before. Probably will never be done again. But that doesn't mean that they're not beatable. We've seen it this season. We saw it the last game. If the Jacksonville Jaguars could have played a second half of football on offense, they would have won that football game. We saw it in last year's Super Bowl. You play the second half, you win. So they are beatable. It's you need to really play those sixty minutes. Trey, I want to get into the trenches in just a little bit, but and weigh in eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. We'll definitely come to the phones, but. Talking about the Patriots, talking about you played these two guys, Brady and Belichick, and, and I think we can all agree that 04 team, you played a, a better football team than what the Eagles will play in eight days. Yeah. But Tom Brady and Bill Belichick at the heart of it, what is it like to go up against those two? Obviously, you know, you're on the other side of the ball than Brady, but what 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 is it what is it like to face those two and face that team and what they do and how they do it so well?
4: You could tell that, you know, first of all, from what I hear and what I've seen is that Bill Belichick is kind of a micromanager of that team. And he makes all of his coaches meet together. And, and, you know, and it's no nonsense. It's all – it's either you come and you – I run by iron fist. It's either you run with me or I get rid of you. And he's one of those guys that, you know – because if you get – a a mixture of minds. If you get an offensive and a defensive guy in a meeting room and you're talking stuff and you're watching film and you're breaking stuff down, an offensive minded guy might see something a little bit different that can help a defensive minded guy. So when you're having coaches meet together like that, it only helps sharpen your, your sword. And, you know, and then, and then he, his players, they don't make mistakes. You know, when you have a team that goes out and I mean, over the past, What, three games they've only had six penalties, I think? Well, no, eight, nine penalties Mm -hmm. over these past three games. Uh, One last week, four, and then four. So, I mean, when you're out there playing and you don't make mistakes, you don't give away yards – I mean, you know, that's a recipe for success right there.
2: Yeah, and we've seen it time and time again. I mean, he has his guy prepares. He has his guys well coached. That Malcolm Butler play that that was coaching, right? Yeah. I mean, that was that team had seen that play in practice, that exact play in that exact situation. And bad coaching from the yeah, Seahawks, and, uh, sure, back, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> yeah. It, it really does come down to that, and you see Belichick and see how the things you work on, and, and I, uh, you know, I, as far as I understand, he was the first guy in the NFL to really practice situational football to practice. All right, it's third and eight on the 25 yard line this play that play like to actually practice out the situations you face in games that's obviously become commonplace now mm-hmm. but th- just the way that guy goes about his business and getting his guys prepared to play BLG I've never seen anything like it
3: yeah it's pretty it's pretty uh i mean that's what makes him number 1 right and but you know it's funny though cuz like we're all talking about Bill Belichick going into this week and obviously you know you look at his record he's so accomplished he's one of the best coaches of all time arguably the best But how much of a mismatch do you really feel it is? The way Doug Peterson, what you've seen out of him recently, do you like? If if we're talking about going into this season and Bill Belichick versus Doug Peterson, I mean, it's not even a conversation, right? Yeah, it would have been a laugher. It's at (laughs) least a conversation now. Yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, just the fact that we're not terrified, just the fact that we're not, we're like, oh, this isn't a huge coaching mismatch. That tells
3: you how far this team has come.
4: Exactly, exactly, and I think Doug is just man. I, you know, I can't speak enough about. Just how proud I am, first of all, that it's someone that I played with yeah. and have watched come up through I, the t- I system. Totally man, even, you know? I wasn't
2: even putting that together. <laughs> yeah. What's that like? What's that like watching a guy you played with yeah. not just become head coach of an NFL team, but... Be the best, like a head deserving of the coach of the year. Deserving of the
4: coach of the year. To the Super Bowl with Nick
2: Foles, man. Like, what's that like to watch that happen to someone you know?
4: It's just amazing, man. And it just speaks to the type of person that Doug is. And, And I've been listening to a lot of people call in and talk about different things. And I think it was a Zach from Green Bay that called in one time and was called into one of the shows. And he was just talking about how Doug was in Green Bay and just how he was as a player and just as a leader and just a, 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 a real student of the game and someone that was really about putting in the work and just was always in a really good mood. You can see that what he's doing and what he's, what he's presenting is how he really is. And the guys really accept that. And he's also brought that family feel back to the organization. You know, totally. That, like, yeah, they, you they, know. They,
2: we all joked about it. The emotional intelligence, open your heart stuff. He's done that. Yeah. It's, and, and chip talk chip was all culture over scheme. Yeah. D- Doug's the real chip. Doug's what we expected Chip to be. The yeah. offensive play calling genius, the guy who can actually build a real culture, all that type of stuff, all the stuff that we that made us believe in Chip and obviously we were wrong to. Yeah. Doug's actually pulling all that stuff off. He's doing
4: it, man. And is and, and, and he's giving and he's giving the players ownership of what's going on. He's not trying to micromanage what, you know, he's like, you know, I went in and talked to him. I'm like, Doug, one of the things that I see right now for the players is that they are, they, they'll go to war for you, and they're taking ownership of their mistakes if they make a mistake they like hey man you know what i have to play better or even if they have a good game they go back and watch film and they like you know what there are some things that i need to work on you know and even for you to go into a a Uh, uh, going into the playoffs, and you pull the coach to the side and you say, you know what, we want to put on some pads Mm -hmm. to get back into it, you Mm -hmm. know, because we feel like our timing is off. That just tells you the the type of locker room that Doug is working with there. And then when when you have that type of locker room, now all you need to do is just go in and just manage this thing and make sure you're making the right decisions and just ride.
2: Yeah, and the amazing part is he's doing all that and he's still an amazing play caller and creative and all. It's really... Yeah. Is, he has far exceeded, I think, a- anyone's expectations. Especially yours. The, yeah, obviously. I've said it a million times. <laughs> you know, I, I originally was not a believer in Doug Beerson, and I could not have been more wrong. He has he thought he gonna get fired. masterful. I thought he could have gotten fired. I said if they started like 0-3, 0-4, I thought he might be gone. He, I was wrong. Look, they <laughs> right. didn't. And no. he's a way better coach than I ever expected. And I said it quick. You know, after the Giants game, I was like, all right, I was wrong. Yeah, this guy, yeah, the yeah. first Giants game. Mm-hmm. He's a really good coach, but he's way better than I think anyone could have expected. 888 Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to get into the matchup in the trenches. As uh, Today we're uniquely uh, set up to talk about that as we have someone who really knows what he's talking about there. But first, let's head out to the phones as I see. We have someone calling all the way from across the pond. Let's talk to our good friend over in England, Mr. Neil Dutton. What's up, Neil? Hello, gentlemen. Are we well? Ah, we're better now here in that voice, Neil.
5: Oh, well, if only everyone thought the same way.
2: <laughs> What's on your mind today, brother?
5: It is a question, really, for um, Mr. Thomas. Who, yes, you know, I was a big fan when I first started watching the Eagles. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I was just wondering what he thought about the person who has inherited his number, uh, Big V. Ah, uh, Big type Number yeah. and
4: position, the... right? <laughs> yeah, number and position. You know what? It... Go ahead.
5: If you're gonna if you're gonna copy someone, you copy the great.
4: <laughs> That's right. I like it, but you know what, I. I, I... Vitae has really grown during his time and, and stepping in. You know, um, when he first stepped, got in after Jason Peters was was injured, you could tell like he was still a little uncomfortable. There was still a learning curve. You know, he was a little late with his hands, was always getting thrown off balance, you know, uh, a little late off the ball. But he has really put in the work and is now, I think, really holding it down. You know, I mean, he had a, one of his best games last week you know, where you going up against Griffin, who, when everybody was, you know, running around with their hair on fire. Oh my God, what are we going to do against Minnesota? You know, Vitae against Griffin. And Griffin just ended up just being a guy out there. He was like a water bottle. He yeah, didn't he even make any plays, you know? Yeah. So Vitae came out there, shut him down, did a really good job of staying in balance, getting to the point and, and delivering his hands. And, you know, he's just, Grown a lot with just his technique, and I think um even having Jason Peters in there to kind of help him along too. Where you're watching film and you're studying guys, and you, you know, because Jason Peters, he understands also like how to count steps, what to oh, do. It's got to yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. invaluable. All for of that like little Big stuff B. that we've learned that you just you can't you can't read a book on this. You have to you have to take your lumps and you have to give some lumps, and it's just certain stuff that you just no one can tell you unless you've been in that position. And he's done a really good job. He's Vitae has done an excellent job.
5: Do you think uh, that, you know, obviously we'll look, I'm, I'm trying not to think too much about next Sunday because I, I don't want to, you know, have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> do
6: you think that
5: maybe moving forward he could be the long-term successor to Jason Peters or is it still... Still, is
4: he still a little bit of a work in progress? I mean, I mean, it's still, you know, you want to... Keep, I mean, if you have Jason Peters come back, and if Jason Peters is healthy, I take Jason Peters all day. I yeah. mean, you know, because, I mean, that yeah. cat is just...
2: Even, it, it doesn't matter. He's, a, he's mean, a
4: freak. He's just ridiculous. Yeah. Offense, you know, I and, mean, the,
2: and the just the, all the tricks, all the little stuff, yeah. all the things he does, it, it's so... I mean, look, he was playing, what, 36 years old this year, yeah. coming off being injured, and was playing at a, a Pro Bowl, All-Pro type level before going out.
4: And having that mentality that you need to have as a tackle and as an offensive lineman always aggressive and, and, and you have to be extremely confident out there and i think that's what you're starting to see right now with vitae he gets some help but then when it's time for you to go mano a mano you hold it down
2: neil my man brother thank you for calling man
5: always
4: a pleasure gents we appreciate right, thank it you. follow him on twitter and
2: dutton 13 neil is the man and obviously a way cooler accent than anyone in this room has, that's for <laughs> sure. Uh, Trey, you brought some interesting stuff there that we are going to talk about the trenches and get to all your calls, 888 729 729 9494 Trey, the concept there that you brought up, real there, of, of Vitai, and I know I've heard you talk about this, and I know we agree, so I'm going to ask you right now, you keep Lane Johnson on the
4: right, right? Oh, uh, definitely. Yep. I keep Lane Johnson on the right, you know, because right now, he's the best right tackle in the game. and uh, And everybody... It's not People think it's easy. People think you
2: just throw them on the left side. It's the same thing. It's not the same thing. No, it's not.
4: It's totally different. And then right now, it's not like how it used to be back when we played where you had the speed rushers going over the left tackle and the power rushers going over the right tackle. Now you have speed all over the place. So you want that person, whoever's your best tackle, whatever side he's on, let him play that because I think Vitae is a much better left than he is in right. You know, so... Keep laying where he is, because I think that he's grown there, and 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 he's shown that anytime he goes up against any of the top notch guys, he's shut them down. And, and I mean, last week sack was given up only because he got tripped. You know, oh, yeah, yeah oh. you know, he got tripped. There was, the running back came and chipped him. He kind of eased off of him. He got tripped up between, well, and, behind and, Brooks.
2: And, yeah, and the play was already, it was a, lo- a long play to begin with. Like, he they had, they had given Foles enough time to make a play just yeah. knowing it was open. That was a coverage sack as much as anything. You yeah. can't blame Johnson for that.
4: No, he ah. just said he got tripped up. And yeah. it just it is what it is. But, you know, and that happens in the trenches. But, I mean, he has been lights out. His first Pro Bowl was well-deserved.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, he is, a, he is a stud. I'm with you. Don't move him. You don't make nah. yourself weaker. Too. Nah spots no 888 729 94 we're gonna take all your calls plus we just mentioned it the trenches they are going to be a key next weekend we all know it if the eagles are gonna win they have to dominate in the trenches trey thomas is gonna tell you how that can happen that's next plus your calls 888-729-9494 it's bgn radio trey thomas BLG and James Seltzer on WIP.
1: This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.
2: We're going to the stinking Super Bowl. Doug Peterson into Tupac. That's perfect, right? We're going to the stinking Super Bowl. And hey... If you're not like Brandon Lee Gowden who's heading out to Minnesota for the Super Bowl, but you're going to be in Philadelphia and you want something to do, somewhere to celebrate. Come hang with me and Trey Thomas. Oh, yeah. And John Barchard and a ton of other awesome people. Bud Light and Sports Radio WIP will be in the house all day at the Fillmore in Philadelphia. February 4th, obviously the big game day for Bud Light's big game tailgate. You can join us at 3.30, the WIP pregame show with Trey Thomas and others. We'll be uh, on the stage live uh, for the pregame show, and then you can stick with us through the game. We'll have all kinds of awesome stuff. I know Bartford and I will be there. Uh, John Ritchie's going to be there. Glenn Mack now. There'll be all kinds of awesome people, awesome stuff, and uh, you get the chance that we can all hang out and watch the Super Bowl together, which is going to be a lot of fun. Again, that is the Fillmore of Philadelphia, obviously down in Fishtown, so that should be Awesome eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. It's BGN Radio. Trey Thomas in the house. Very exciting as well as Brandon Lee Gout and James Seltzer, Let's head back out to the phones. Let's talk to our buddy Todd in South Philly. What's up, brother?
5: Yo, how you guys doing? Good,
2: Todd. What's on your mind today, brother?
5: Great. I got one point and then one uh, one kind of funny question. So the, the lay my it point on is- us. So Doug Peterson, we've only played four established coaches this year, and Doug was two and two against them, and the four coaches being Bruce Arians, Ron Rivera, uh, Andy Reid, and Pete Carroll. And against both Andy Reid and Pete Carroll, he seemed to change his game plan significantly, and I couldn't quite put my finger on why. So when it comes to that, like, he didn't run the ball at all against the Chiefs when – uh, we saw throughout the course of the rest of the season that they were giving up decent yardage on the ground, and we still had LeGarrette Blunt at the time. And then I see it seemed like the same sort of thing was happening with the He was really pulling back on being aggressive against the Seahawks. So the only thing that worries me is if he feels like he's outclassed. If it's his confidence that comes into play against those upper echelon coaches, which Bill Belichick obviously is. That's my only thing that worries me about this Super Bowl. Well
4: I, I think when it comes to the Kansas City game, I mean we were still trying to find that running game. You know, we were that was still right before that time when everybody was like, Will he please run the ball And
2: they had Isaac Samalo in there as well. well he, Once they yeah, put Wiz in that changed everything. Changed
4: up everything. But you know but that was right before you know he, that 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 moment where he was like, Man, would he please run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And then after that game they started running the ball And I think against Seattle, I think Wentz just was – that was just one of his off games. It just seemed like it it was just one of those games for him, and it happens. You know, it just – sometimes it's just not there. Todd, what's your uh, funny question?
5: All right, so after watching Doug Peterson call plays for two years, my my question is, did he or did he not call the second half of games in Kansas City?
2: Ah, Todd, thanks for the call, brother. Great question. Uh, Cause like, I we all wonder, we're like, did he actually call the second half? Same thing with Matt, Matt Nagy here and uh, heading to Chicago. How do you think you, you played for Andy Reed, Trey? Uh-huh. Do you think that at <laughs> any point, Andy Reed legitimately gave up? I mean, we all know Doug Pearson is an amazing, creative, awesome play caller, but who knows whether he did it there or not. Like, do you think that Andy at any point legitimately gave up play calling?
4: I, you know what? As a player, I really didn't know, didn't care. I was just like, you know what? Hey. What are we calling What it? To me, McNabb was calling it. You know, I don't know. You know I'm just like, whoever, well, let's as, just as hear you it. you know,
2: Andy Reid. Do nah, I
4: don't know. I don't think he would have gave up I that, agree, you know, right? Nah, like, that's my
2: perspective yeah. as well. I if feel the go same down, way. I'm going down, I'm
4: going down my way. Yes, yeah. I, yeah.
2: especially <laughs> in those types of spots, I feel the exact especially same way. Especially
3: in the second half of games, too. That's apparently when it was. like right. That well, just kind of w- seemed like, right. all right, so the game's on the line. Well, all right, Doug, you got it. I'm just going to sit over here. Like you know, It does kind of like...
2: Which would be smart considering Andy's history. I mean, it's not like Andy is the best at the end of games. I think we all know what his flaws are. That is crazy though. How, how kind of, you know, how Doug is really just flawless in those areas where Andy had his biggest issues, the time management. I mean, you look up every single game, the end of the game, Doug Peterson has three timeouts. It's pretty amazing. Uh Oh, look who's on the line. BLG, one of our old favorites. Let's head out to Pittman. James Seltzer, Superman Seltzer, what's up, buddy? Lenny, how you
7: been, man? My
8: godfather, how are you? <laughs> hey, listen, uh, I would like to go to events, but uh John Belcher is a well. That's true. Barton uh, still
2: owes you a dinner. It's kinda of yeah, messed up. Does, I'm not but gonna but lie, we'll Lenny. Let
8: it go. Hey, listen, if I could, I'd like to relay a story to you that is actually factual about you know you know how it's always in the paper, Eagle fans are this and that or okay. Um, I work at a place where you might find it hard to believe. Most of the people are Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. And there was a local product. I think his name is Isaac Redman. Went to Paulsboro High School, sure. Bowie State, or some uh, th- local uh, l- small small school made it as a walk-on at the Pittsburgh Steelers, played in the Super Bowl and everything. So one day we went up to see Isaac play uh the Eagles versus the Steelers, Heinz Field. Actually, a really nice complex, let me tell you. Beautiful mm-hmm. place. And uh, we went there, and I went into the bathroom, and a guy walked in, and I heard one guy go, Oh, Eagle fan! Oh, Jesus Christ! And 20 guys turned around and said, Yo, knock that crap off. We don't do that shit here in Paul's. and and, and Pittsburgh,
2: they do. Oh, there we go, Lenny. Sorry, Lenny, Lenny, a little loose on the uh, <laughs> the vocabulary there. But we <laughs> love you, Lenny. We miss you. Uh, it's a shame. It's a shame for Lenny to end it that way. But it wasn't purposeful. He nah. was trying to say something. Yeah. It's a nice story. You though. got the caught concept... up in the you
4: know. You're just telling the story, man. Sometimes I know. It just... I know. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you guys. So so let's let's get to that because there has been a lot of talk over the last week plus. Talk about the Eagles fans, and we're back in this again. (sighs) I'm pulling a Barchard there, but it's like I'm so tired of this. These Minnesota fans come here, and honestly, I was in that lot. We were doing a show in that lot. It was was super tame. You were there, too. It was super tame. People were not out of control. People were not super mean Minnesota. People are really hard to be mean to. They're very friendly. Like, you know, it's not like it was some, and then now all of a sudden, and you're hearing with now new England fans and how people in Minnesota aren't going to pick up Eagles fans and their Ubers and all that (laughs) type of stuff. Like BLG, you you're, you're seeing this on the site, seeing the reaction what what is kind of your response to this this getting dredged up again for for what seems like a really kind of lame reason here
3: it's really lame i think it's aggressively lame it's, it's the uber thing like they apparently they're going to pick up eagles fans and drop them off at the wrong location which <laughs> if you're in that car and you tell them that i want to get out of this car and you realize it's going wrong then they have to let you out or else it's against the law. Yeah, they so get that's sued that's a, you know, dumb. No, they're yeah. trying to break the law and then they're doing this whole thing where they're like canceling Airbnbs. People are trying to like stay somewhere for the Super Bowl and they're like no, you can't cuz like what is that? That's so lame. Now I get like that they're they're bugged cuz it's in their like that's look, that that's got to be annoying for them, man. Yeah. Like this is the team that blew them out and then they have to host these fans in their city. Like that sucks for them, but like you got to get over it. And to another thing to this, they were the ones coming at us, right? Like, they were coming at Eagle They fans. put a
2: dress on the Rocky statue. Yeah. I mean, come on. They were on. calling into the
3: station, right? And, like, and just, like, talking crap. So anything that they're getting, they've asked for. And here's another thing that I think is really funny and that we haven't talked about enough. Where was the Falcons fans complaining after That's that? great no point. No, there was not a peep after yeah. that Falcons game about Falcons fans being treated badly. So I just thought that was interesting.
2: Yeah, it's a great point. But Trey, you've been around this city for a long, long time. You know, <laughs> how do you kind of, I mean, you've seen many of these types of things come up. How yeah. do you, you kind of see this from the player perspective, now, the former player perspective?
4: We have some special fans. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, we have some very special fans, and I love each and every one of them. But, you know, you, you as a player, you have to have extremely thick skin to come mm-hmm. here and play. You know, you you better really believe in yourself and 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 really come in and don't try to live off what you did yesterday it's all about continually to prove yourself in the always you have to oh you got to have a a certain type of grit about you to be successful as a player here and uh i just think that you know once our fans love you they love you for life and and that's one of the things that i think that players now that you know that's come and played for the city they don't want to go anywhere else just because you don't you'll never feel this type of energy of this fan base anywhere else you know this team this, the fans travel well they're always there supporting you i mean yeah you might hear some stuff you know in the parking lot sometimes or you see a good fight in the stands mm-hmm. while we're in tv timeout or something like that but you know that's our family you know and that's, that's it, right. and, and it is what it is but i mean the, the vikings fans the people told them Yes! They told you. Listen, you're coming to Philly. Don't act like this is just a uh, uh you know that, that that it's a fairy tale that that, that like <laughs> stuff really doesn't happen I mean you know so govern yourself accordingly yep. don't go up the rocky steps and you're out there doing the skull chant yeah. and drink, you know so I mean what well, you expect
2: it, it, exa- also don't dish it out if you can't
4: take it yes. you know, That's yeah. what it comes yes. down to, yeah. to don't if you turn... want
2: to come in and be you know all pompous and do your thing with the rocky statue and the steps and all that then be willing to take some you know kind of you know stuff back and and again. Minor stuff, it seems for the most part, comparative to what happens in every sports city yeah. in America. All right, much worse things happen outside Dodger Stadium, Eagles. outside Giant Stadium, whatever.
3: Not in the top ten of arrests in terms you. of fans. They're, like, so what? Do you even that's the, like they always talk about, like, oh, Philly's just this whole different animal. Like we have, like, like I saw that Boston. They were doing it this week. We were like, we have some bad fans, but it's not to the degree of the Eagles fans. Well, like, where where is that coming from? Because you, again, you look at the arrest, There's more in Boston
2: let's head out to South Jersey and talk to Chuck what up Chucky hey guys hold on man let me take your speaker we are holding waiting patiently excitedly patiently. There,
9: you go, there you go there you go James how you doing I'm good
2: Chuck how are you brother
9: Brandon doing good Chuck Trey
2: I'm
4: fantastic man that's a good answer hey <laughs> okay.
9: man great 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 I'd love to have your service back Trey
4: alright appreciate it
9: <laughs> hey look Trey my question's going to go directly to you since it's a kind of a player question um now we have we have uh uh How, uh Harry Long's kid Chris and we have um uh what's the name of Garrett Blanc from, from the Patriots. <laughs> How much is it an influence when players come from other teams, especially Super Bowl teams that played the year before and they back in it and stuff like that? What kind of intel do they have? Does New England change the whole game plan now because of, of what these two guys know? Uh, do they just say, hell with it, you know, uh, we're just going to go along? And we we believe in our uh, program so much that it doesn't matter what they say
4: to these guys. Uh, well, I think uh, I think that there may be some minor changes, like a couple different calls that you may have to go with, especially when it comes to the offensive line communication. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's you know you're going to see the point as a defensive guy. You're going to see if the center points to the left, then he's going to slide left. Points to the right, he's going to slide right. It's still going to be football. You know, um, I think there will be some you know a couple little changes with just the uh, the terminology. That's um. To, uh, that, that's use that on the there,
9: field. Yeah, yes, because... yeah,
4: they're going to have to change up the calls. They might throw in a hand signal here and there to kind of throw it off a little bit. Um, but uh, other than that, they're going to have to stick to their same system because I mean, you have to re-coach it.
9: Right, right, right. Interesting.
2: Chucky, yeah, we appreciate just, the call, brother. Up against the break, but that was a really good question. Really appreciate it, brother. Rich Kotite is my... What's he thinking about right now? That's my funny question. <laughs> what is Rich... Chuck, thank you for the call. What is Rich Kotite thinking about right now? It's. Uh, I'm guessing... Uh, not not this show right now, I would think. Richie out there? If Rich Cotite is listening, give us a call. I'm guessing he's not. 888-729-9494. More of your calls coming up. Plus, very interesting thing that, that Trey just brought up about uh, pointing at the linebackers on the offensive line and how that really Mm -hmm. flipped around this past week. A really interesting point. That's coming up next. Plus your calls. It's Trey Thomas. It's Brandon Lee gotten. It's James Seltzer. It's BGN radio on WIP.
1: This is BGN radio on sports radio. 94 WIP. It's
2: good work by Jack Fritz. This is my gang the james gang right there 888-729-9494 it is eight days and five hours till the big game but it is only eight days and two hours so you can come to the fillmore in philadelphia and hang out with us it's the bud light and sports radio wip big game tailgate it's going to be a blast you can join us at 3 30 for wip's pregame show live on their stage at the fillmore and uh stick with us all of us through the game trey thomas will be there I'll be there. John Bartsch will be there. John Ritchie will be there. It'll be tons more. And uh, it's going to be a party and a blast. And uh, and food, right? You f- got to get your buffet yes, ticket. Yes, there's buffet tickets. Correct. $50. You get a buffet ticket. It has all kinds of goodness in it. There's cheesesteak, egg rolls, pretzels, chicken wings, nacho bar, tater tots, hot dogs, and lots more, as well as drinks and all that fun, fun stuff. It is going to be a blast. Plus, I mean, you get to hang out with Trey Thomas, so... Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, what, you know, what, I mean, what, what else can it happen? I mean, you know, need, that's man. it, you know. What else you need? But in, in reality, like the concept, you can come out and hang with guys who played on this team, played in this game 13 years ago, and watch them watch the new team, the new Eagles group play in the Super Bowl. It's a very unique, cool thing for people. Eight 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 seven two nine and ninety four ninety four. Trey, you brought up. We're going right back to phones really quickly. Brought up an interesting concept before the break, which made me think of something. Talking about, you know, it's all, it's still football. You know, you're still pointing at the linebacker you want him to pick up, and all that type of stuff. Doug Peterson in against Minnesota, it came out Lane Johnson that they coached them up to to point to the wrong guy, so that they were saying if they wanted to pick up linebacker A, they would point to linebacker B. Uh-huh. A, like how unique is something like that? And B, is is that the type of stuff that Peterson's gonna have to do more of to to, you know, the master of disguise, the master of that type of stuff in Belichick. Is that how you go at a guy like that?
4: I don't know, especially since Lane just told house business. I come on, man. How do you just go in and just like, hey man, this is what we did. Uh-huh, you know, right, and, and right. it threw them off, so you might want to look out for it again.
2: <laughs> come on, Lane. You're so right. I about mean, keep that. some
4: secrets, man. I mean, you know. You can't give everything away, man. Too much. I, t- I tell you, I blame these kids, man. Social media, <laughs> I swear, man. But uh, you know what? Yeah, the center is always going to point to whoever the – a, a easy way to look at it is if it is slide protection, okay? And this is where it really comes in. Say if the center points to the left and it's slide protection. Well, then that means that the center is going to slide left and then the right guard and right tackle, they are man. And then the right running back goes to that side, and he has a dual read. So when you start, if you pick up on stuff like that, then if, as a defensive guy, if you know that, okay, the center's going to slide left, he pointed left, he's going to slide left, you don't want to run games to the left side because the center is there to help him. You want to run games over to the man side. Because they have he has no inside help, those are where you want it. thats that side is where you want to run the games, so you start paying attention to stuff like that where if it 's a slide right or if it 's a man protection, it starts. You can tell, okay, this is man's side. All right, we don't want to run a game into this side. He doesn't have inside help here. So this is where we can kind of attack a certain type of way.
2: And, man, the, the stuff they've done with the line, and we'll get into it a little more in the second hour, but the creativity, the ability to get their, their interior guys to the second level, I, they do it better than any team in football, in my opinion. We'll get into that more. But first, back to the phones. Let's head out to Bridgeton and talk to Ann. Ann, you're on WIP.
10: Oh, my goodness, we're we're, we're going to the stinking Super Bowl. We are going to the stinking
2: yes! Super Bowl, Ann. How and exciting is that?
10: Uh, you can't believe it, guys. You don't know how long I've been. I am that skeleton on that shirt that says we haven't done anything.
4: <laughs> oh, get out of here, Ann. Don't hurt uh, my feelings, Ann. <laughs> don't hurt my feelings, now.
10: Hey, you youngins, an old lady wants to give you a little briefing here. <laughs> um, I remember watching that 1960 game against the wow
2: that's awesome
10: um it was the day after christmas because they didn't want to play the game on a sunday
2: wow okay
10: wow After christmas meant that this little girl who was about eight or nine at the time i was eight had, (laughs) had a day off from school so i broke up my i brought in my little perennial nursing kit that I always got, and I became a nurse. And I went over to my grandfather's house, and we watched
2: this on a black-and-white TV that was the size of most people's tablets. That is Good. wild. Wow. And, and so wow. with that in mind, as, as someone who, you know, a lot of people, we haven't gotten a chance to ever see the Eagles win a championship of any kind other than, you know, an NFC championship, which isn't yeah. what we want. Uh, yeah, what, what, how, do you, how do you feel about this season, and does this Does this season feel special to you? Very special. And I'm going to tell you guys, I knew
10: it from the fourth game. Our record was great. Carson was taking my heart away. And and I thought the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs were going to be in the Super Bowl this year. I don't what think
2: is- you were the only one, Ann. And great call. We really appreciate it. That's, uh, that's awesome. A lot of people saying, let's get Doug versus Andy. That didn't, uh, didn't work out. too much there. But uh, let's get let's squeeze one more call in here before we go to the break. Uh, uh, Look who it is. Let's go with it. She's our girl. Colleen!
11: Hey, good afternoon, Philadelphia!
2: Hey, Colleen, how are you?
11: All right, I got my spy report back from my little Twitter people on our boy up in New England, Ernie Adams. Ooh. Apparently, this guy was um, taken in front of the NFL for Spygate in 2007, where he had cameras on the field collecting defensive signals from the opponent's sideline. And that's not all. I got an email from a gentleman who was a former football player in New England. He would not give me his name. All I have is his email address to contact him. He
2: said that this man is bad news. Look, Colleen, you can... did some uh, investigative yeah. reporting That's here, I huh? Wow.
11: And this is this is important for our players. And I hope some of the guys are listening right now. Do not talk to anybody or get in a private situation where this guy can set you up because this is what this guy does. He sets you up and he uses it against you to make sure that the Patriots win. Wow. Okay.
2: Colleen, Thank Colleen, we're up against a break here. Really appreciate the call. I, I'm sorry. I had to cut you off there. We're up against it, but um, yeah. So
4: don't be Lane Johnson.
2: Don't be. Yeah. Don't talk to secrets. Don't sit I, at the
4: I, elevator and just give away. I hey mean, man, we we're going to run the ball. That so many sounded times like and... some
2: real clandestine <laughs> type stuff going on there. I'm a little oh, scared. Yeah. I'm watching out for myself. Be careful out there. Uh, Colleen. No, we love Colleen. Colleen. Doing some great work there. We appreciate it. 888 729 94 coming up. We're going to run your calls. we got a lot of calls to get to. Also, I mentioned it. I want to get Trey's take on the trenches and that matchup in this game as he is uniquely, uniquely set up to be able to tell us about that. And also, this is a special team this season. I want to get inside that as well. All that more. Oh, Also. Thank you to Jack Fritz making the switch out most coming in next Jack doing a terrific job playing the James gang for me. So we appreciate it. So coming back, all your calls and a lot more 888-729-9494. It's Trey Thomas, Brandon Lee Gowton, James Seltzer. It's BGN radio. Don't go anywhere.
1: 94 WIP FM HD one Philadelphia from the tasty cake studios. This is BGN radio on sports radio. 94 WIP.
2: The Fillmore in Fishtown. Come hang with us. Dilly Dilly. It's the Bud Light and Sports Radio WIP tailgate party. It's going to be awesome. Big game tailgate. Trey Thomas will be there. I'll be there. John Barcher will be there. John Ritchie, many others. It is going to be a blast. All kinds of, uh, of food available. A VIP ticket, $50. You get cheesesteak, egg rolls, pretzels, chicken wings, all kinds of awesome stuff. Drinks and all that good stuff. So it is certainly worth your time. More importantly. You get to watch the Super Bowl and hang out with all of us and have a blast. So uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun coming up next week. Uh, and obviously, I think we're all going to have a lot of fun, no matter where you are. Exciting, exciting stuff. Let's get back into it on the phones. 888-729-9494. It's Trey Thomas, Brandon Lee and James Seltzer. Let's head to South Philly and talk to my buddy, Darren. Darren! What's up, buddy? What's up, James? What's up, Trey?
12: How you doing, Brandon? Man, I'm fantastic. Okay, of all, okay, it is an amazing to talk to one of the nastiest myself. For, uh, I'll say 1A, 1B lineman in Philadelphia. I like
2: right, you hey, hey, He almost went right with the real compliment, and then he kind of backed off it there. Who's the other guy?
12: We're really nasty, and I loved watching y'all play. Y'all, y'all played football the right way. So, Appreciate like it. I said, it's a 1A, one B. Y'all can fight over it in that order. I don't care. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, what's I on would, your mind says, today,
12: D? I, I mean, I've just had this calm about me since we won, and I mean, no disrespect to that 0-14. I'm not as worried as I was with uh, – I feel we're going to win it. Like, I was – I thought there was a chance we'd win in 04 or 05, whichever year that was. But this one, I'm, I'm not worried. Like, I have my – like, anything can happen. But we just play like a unit, and it's scary. Like, I don't think the uh the New England Patriots are ready for that problem because they're just thinking, like, oh, we're the Patriots and we're great. In 04, we had – you know, you had the turmoil between T.O. and Donovan when Donovan took his shot at T.O., and, I mean, it, it was what it was. Here, there's no egos here, and it's just refreshing. Trey, I mean, you being a member of that 0-4 team, do you see the difference in these two teams? or What Definitely. is your opinion on it? Definitely.
4: Call, I, I, I do think that this team is – they don't have any egos. It seems like everybody's just all about each other. Um, extremely, you can tell that they all support each other, and they they all genuinely just really like each other, and they and they enjoy being around each other, and in the locker room and just hanging out. So um, it does seem like there's a, a tighter brotherhood, even though we were a tight team and um and we really we we had the same type of thing, but this 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 team just has a little bit different energy about it that I think just kind of just sparks it up a little bit more.
3: And Trey, do you think there's less pressure on this team right now? Because when you guys were there, it kind of been like, all right, you got to those NFC championship mm-hmm. games and there was disappointment leading up to that. And then you finally got over that hump. You're at the Super Bowl. But then it's like, oh man, we better win this thing. Cause like it took forever to get here. Now we're here. We gotta do this. Whereas this team, it's almost been like, I'm not going to say it's house money to the point like if they lose this game, they're not going to be upset. Of course they're going to be upset. It's the yeah. Super Bowl. You were that close but it feels like they weren't even supposed to be here. They got here. It's like they almost have less to lose.
4: I don't know, you know, because I mean, you want to take advantage of this opportunity because I mean, it does not come around all the time. So you know, yeah, I, clearly, I, I, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, it's, I mean, this is you know, New England. I mean, they they've made a lot of trips back to it. But you know, this is something that you want to seize the moment and make sure that you're doing what you need to be doing to get yourself ready to play this game. But um. I think these guys are playing loose, though, you know, and I think that just has to do with how Doug has been doing a good job of just managing what's going on and making sure that everybody is like-minded in this, and also you have a lot of players that have won championships on on other teams that are there to kind of help push along and kind of guide everybody through this process. We didn't have anybody. It's
2: a great point. I think it's crucial, especially for this type of game. The Super Bowl, you know, it's a different game. It's yeah. the long halftime. It's, it's almost like two games the build up. in this sense. Mm-hmm. The build up. you get so hyped up, and then you're sitting in the locker room for 40 minutes waiting for that second half to start. It's a different thing. It's a different game, I think, having guys who've been there Who've been through it, especially as recently as last year, that that has to be a, a factor. Especially guys who are leaders on this team and voices on this team, I think that is going to be crucial. Let's head out to Salt Lake City and talk to Chris. Chris, you're on WIP. Hey, how's
5: it going, guys? I uh, appreciate all the weekly podcasts you're doing. You really uh, got my wife into it. She listens to all of it now. Oh, wow, really awesome. thank, thank you, man. Right. We
2: we really appreciate that, man. Thank you so yeah, much.
11: Yeah.
5: No problem. And I just had a quick question. I know uh, Bill Belichick is known for changing his formation and schemes for opponent. What, what kind of, what do you think he's going to do versus the Eagles maybe to come up with something they haven't seen or something like that?
4: You know what? Bill Belichick is known for, you know, just bringing something out that he only showed, like, cause I remember when he, when we played against him, they talked about, you know, he showed this defense that he only revealed like once in a, third preseason game with, the, the with right? the, with like, the threes. And, you know, at the end of the day, if, if we're getting movement and we're doing what we need to do, he's going to have to go back right? true to the form. So, you know, you can knock that out of them, you know. And I okay. think that this team has the execution and the focus to make sure that you keep them honest and not allow them to gamble and try something new, you know. But but Bill Belichick now, he's going to come in there prepared. You know, and he's going to prepare his guys. But I think that, you know, our guys are just going to – Doug is doing a really good job of preparing our guys as well and getting them motivated.
5: Cool, cool. And one real quick thing, uh, what what do you guys think is the key matchup besides, like, the offensive lines? What what do you think, like, offensively there's a really big mismatch for us to kind of maybe exploit going going into the Super Bowl there? Well,
2: you know what? Chris, great call, man. We appreciate the kind words as well.
4: Yeah, I, I just feel like you know it, this game is just about in the trenches, man. Yep. Can you get yep. to Brady We've and can you pr- it. protect it Foles? Yep. And that's and that's what it's all about. Because I mean, you look at this past game when you protect the Foles, he goes out there and shows you he could throw the deep ball and he could throw in tight windows. He played with uh, a, a way higher sense of urgency and a and a, a lot more confidence in this past game, and uh, I think that you know. It's it's just going to be in the trenches. Can we get the Brady? That's going to be key. And uh, and with four, you know, it's 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 yeah. almost
2: like a cliche at this point. But I'm a big cliches or cliches for a reason guy. Mm-hmm. Like if you get pressure with four against Brady, you have a real chance to beat them. It has been proven out time and time again that that's the formula. The Eagles have the ability to do that, especially with the depth along the line, fresh guys coming in. Exactly, they're built for
4: that. Exactly. And this offensive line, I mean, they are a talented bunch. You know, uh, uh, New England's um, offensive line, they do a really good job using their hands. They're actually, well coached. They're well coached. And yeah. I and I trained um, the left guard, Joe, uh, Turney, Joe Tooney. why did you do that? I trained because no, when I took my year <laughs> off, I was down in um, in Florida. Yeah, yeah. And I trained him at IMG to get him ready for the draft. And yeah. he gets drafted as a rookie and he went and won a Super Bowl. I'm like, you know. you know but uh i mean they're 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 beatable though they're they're beatable they're They're a well coached group that's beatable right exactly i mean brady has been sacked 35 times you can get to him You know, it's just that they're what they're going to do, I think, is especially when it comes to the offensive side with our pass rushers and knowing how active our pass rushers are. They are going to use those receivers to try to kind of or a tight end to kind of cut that space down to kind of move our ends in closer so that they can get so they can kind of get hands on our on our Mm -hmm. ends a little bit. Um, And then I think they're going to do a lot of chipping just because yep. we have some really good um, uh, uh, defense outside rushers. But the the matchup is, is going to really be in the middle. If you can get that pressure up the field. The make interior stuff pressure. Up, yeah. Yep, it's going to be get key, Fletcher man. in there, Cox coming in, he's getting after his guys, especially when you bring BG in and put him over that three that technique. like NASCAR it, package exactly, almost you know, they run. Because downs, these yep. guards, I mean, especially the, uh, the right guard, number 69, he's the weak link of that offensive line. And I think he's one of those guys that we definitely have to attack.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you there. And, and, and I think that, you know, I think you'll see Belichick try and get the Eagles in base personnel as much as possible, try and get that extra linebacker out there on the field. Mm-hmm. I think you're, you're hoping to be in more dime nickel coverages if you're the Eagles as much as possible with your personnel. But uh, I, I think you broke that down perfectly. Let's head out to Bryn Mawr and talk to Austin. Austin, you're on WIP. Sure. How's it going, for out there? Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing, man?
13: Uh, Not that. First of all, I wanted to say that I actually used to be an intern at WIP a couple years back, and so I've I've been around the studio before. It was a a great experience of my life.
2: Oh, wow, man. Awesome. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much, man.
13: (laughs) Yes, sir. Um, I wanted to say that I think that there are a couple keys to this game. Um, And and one thing that I do think is that the Eagles have a definite advantage, because if you look at the history of Belichick, He's a, he's made his he's made his money he's made his you know he's won his rings because he's a he's a master of figuring out your best uh, offensive weapon and neutralizing that weapon so that way you don't really have uh, you know a, a way to move the ball and with this team with the, with, with with this Eagles team a Ajayi can kill you Blunt can kill you the receivers can kill you so you know if he if he let's say he takes away Blunt for a for a couple of plays okay then you insert a Ajayi and then he opens it back up let's say he shuts down Alshad. Well then, you just put. Well then, Nelson Aguilar catches fire, and then it's that open again. So I think that they definitely have the personnel um, to 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 beat to, to beat this team. I just think it's a matter of, of keeping the ball moving and keeping the defense and, and you know keeping a balance between keeping the defense on the field for um, you know an equal amount of time as the offense. Because as soon as the defense is on for. You know, uh, uh, an overweighted amount of time compared to the offense, then you lose the game because they're going to break in eventually.
2: Yeah, awesome, great call, and and some great points in there. I want to hit on. Let's start with the Patriots' offense versus the Eagles' defense. I think that if you think about the situation, think about you know kind of what's worked against the Eagles this year. I think we're going to see some tempo from the Patriots. Would yeah. Would you agree that that is potentially the best way for them to attack this, Trey? If you're you know, Josh McDaniels, you're setting up this offensive game plan for the Patriots. What what would you expect to see them coming with?
4: I think that they, like you said, they're going to run some a lot of tempo. I think um, also you're going to have to watch um, Deion Lewis coming out of the backfield. Yeah, you know he's one of the one of his top receivers going in going into that uh, coming in and out of games. Uh, you know it depends on what's going to be happening with Gronk. You know mm-hmm. he's going to be you know, a, a force to be reckoned with out there as well. They don't run the ball that much. You know I mean even when you look at uh, the last week's game, you yeah, know what it's me? more you know, Lewis. I, I, Lewis yeah. is
2: really the only guy like they have success in the passing game with White Burke head back. But Lewis has been really the only running back who's had a lot of success on the ground of late,
4: exactly, and then just watching them out of the backfield, even still, so, I mean they only called fifteen runs last week, you know out of sixty some plays fifteen runs, so you know it's not one of those things, but then they call like seven or eight play actions, so you know they don't run the ball enough to to suck you in for the play action right. so you know but yeah. then too, you can't get. You know, too greedy and then try to play the run, play the quarter, stop the run on the way to the quarterback, you know, so you're going to have to play discipline as a front. And um, but I think if these guys just continue to change the line of scrimmage the way they've been doing all through the season, especially last week, they just dominated um Minnesota's um, offensive line and just keep change, pushing that line of scrimmage back. I mean, I think we you know, this is it.
2: Uh, Flipping around the other side of the ball, BLG, what what do you think is the best way for this Eagles offense to attack this Patriots defense? Well,
3: it's stick with what's worked for them. And it's been that offensive line. I mean, you look at these two playoff games, the Eagles defense has gotten four sacks and they've allowed 14 quarterback hits. And then the offensive line has only allowed two sacks and nine quarterback hits. So they're giving Foles enough time to do his thing. He's not getting, you know, his feet all out of whack and kind of like drifting out of the pocket too soon or, or falling too far back. You see that. I think the Patriots are kind of soft too in terms of like your ability to run the ball on these guys. Like they're not Mm -hmm. a particularly great run. Their defense as a whole, you look like statistically, it's not good. It's It's a bend don't
2: break type defense. It it definitely
3: is. They allow teams to move the ball on them. And another thing that I think will be really interesting, especially because of. He's a former Eagles player. I think Eric Rowe in the slot is, is mm-hmm. something to watch. I think Eric Rowe, based on when he was here, when he was on this team, and I saw him line up in the slot and, and practices, like I don't think that's his spot. I think he's more of an outside guy. And with Nelson Aguilar, well,
2: the guy who was drafted the round ahead of him, kind of interesting draft yeah. class,
3: I think that's going to be a real interesting battle. I think that's something the Eagles are going to have to look to in this game. Who
2: would have thought? Who would have thought? Not only the Eagles would be in the Super Bowl, but that we would be saying through two playoff games, and then the Super Bowl. Nelson Aguilar is the X factor for this offense, as he has been. It is it is unbelievable how that kid has turned his career around. It is it is awesome to see. All right, let's head out to Charleston, West Virginia, it looks like. Let's talk to Jared. Jared, you're on WIP.
9: Hey, guys. I'm a big fan.
2: Thank you, been Jared. We the, appreciate it.
9: I've been rooting for the Eagles for 40 years, and uh, the reason I'm calling today is you know before the NFC – championship game started they uh watching on tv the guys were so loose they were jumping around and dancing and i saw that and i knew that we were going to win the game before mm-hmm. the game even started do you think we can do that in the super bowl
4: absolutely absolutely because i think that's the, that, that that just shows the character of this team and I think that, you know, that's how you want your players to be. You want them to be loose. You want them to – you want those guys to have a little bounce in their stuff. You don't want the guys out there walking around all glass-eyed and, mm-hmm. you know, biting their nails and, you know, and off to the side somewhere with your head, head on, uh, in your hands. You know, you want, you want guys loose and ready to go. You know, and I think that's just – that's the character of this team. That's the identity of this team. And you want them to do whatever they need to do to put their best foot forward. Well, I I hope that uh, hope that we can bring one home finally.
9: I saw you guys. I was there in '05 in Jacksonville. Very disappointed.
4: Yeah, but, uh, me too. I,
3: I
9: think this is your year. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I think so too, Jared. Thank you for the call. Uh, it is kind of funny because he said that there, and we had Darren bring that up before. And and I'll be honest, Trey. I know you couldn't feel this way, but as a fan in 2004. I, that was the up until this year the best Eagles team I ever saw in my life. I loved everything about it. It was so much fun with To and and the dominance and and you know up until that Pittsburgh game and then even after it just dominant dominant every week. Mm-hmm. But I that Patriots team was so good that year coming off the back that you know chance for back to back all that stuff. I didn't feel confident in you guys in the ability to go in and beat the Patriots. I didn't. I'll be honest. Like yeah. I was hoping you would. I, I I you know obviously put everything I had in it, but. I, I didn't feel like it was a great matchup for you guys. I feel the way Darren does about this one. I feel really good about this yeah. Eagles team heading into this game. What is it? I mean, because because talent-wise, I mean, you could argue the 0-4 team had more talent, especially when you look at, you know, Foles coming in here. I think if Wentz is in there, it's a different discussion, but what is it, man? And we talked about it a little bit, but what is it about this team, Trey? What is it about this team that is, has, has allowed it to kind of rise above what would be expected from it and, and be so special
4: i think uh you know just going back again man Doug, man just making sure that he keeps these guys focused and 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 it keeps motivating them and um and just constantly making sure holding everybody accountable everybody's in there everybody's on time no one's skipping anything you know everybody's doing everything that they need to be doing no one's missing a workout or missing anything, I think you have enough leaders on this team that if something were to slide, it wouldn't even make it to Doug's office because you have guys that can step to a player and pull him to That's side and keep, and keep everything under wraps and keep, make sure that you keep everybody with that same mindset. And I think that, uh, you know, and then, man, these guys, they take the platform that they're given. Yes. and they're just doing so many just like Chris amazing things like, around oh. this yeah. area that's just out of this world you know and I'm I, you know and I think back to when I was a player I mean I wasn't I just wanted to play some football. Yeah, yeah man. I, just, yeah, I, I was selfish, and I apologize for that. But, you yeah. but
2: but the point is, like, that. I think it's a great point because, like, yeah. a lot of people didn't know any better. A lot of people, you know, you didn't think that way or whatever it was. It wasn't the way things were done. This Eagles team and guys like Chris Long and Malcolm Jenkins and Lane Johnson and all this type of stuff, I mean, they are and, and I think it's made it's kind of helped this why this whole city yeah. is like this. It's it's the most likable group of guys, yeah. good human beings. I mean, there's so many, you know, just not, awesome. There and there's so many guys in the NFL. There, there aren't they're not all the best guys. I mean, we yeah. know we hear the stories, we see what happens with certain guys, maybe down in Dallas, whatever. <laughs> you know, we see things. They're not the best guys. This is a group of guys who you, yeah. to a man you feel great rooting for, and you're happy for their success. And I think that kind of just adds to the whole special nature of it. 888-729-9494. More calls on the way. We'll keep getting that reaction and, uh, and and dive into this special team thing as well as it is a special team and it is a special season. It's Trey Thomas, Brandon Lee Gout, and James Seltzer, BGN radio. Don't go anywhere.
1: This is BGN radio on sports radio. 94 WIP.
2: Coming up in 32 minutes, Rob Cherry and Hollis Thomas will come your way. We've got you till then. Trey Thomas, Brandon Lee and James Seltzer. It's BGN Radio. Follow us on Twitter at BGN underscore radio podcasts for days over there. Uh, Let's get back to phones. we got a full board of calls. We're going to try and get to as many of you as we can before we get out of here. Let's start it out in Chester with my good buddy, Wade. Wade, what up, brother? Oh, Wade. Wade. We're going to put Wade on hold. We're going to give Wade a chance there. Wade's a good caller, so we will come back to Wade. Disappointing showing from Wade, though. I'm not going to lie. I will give him crap when he gets on the air. Let's go to Abington. I know my boy Tom's there. Tommy. Hello, fellow (laughs) subhumans. That was pretty good, Tommy.
6: (laughs) Mr. Trey Thomas, welcome to the fold. Uh, Yeah, I, I really appreciated the way you played the game. Thank you for your service.
4: All right. Thank you.
6: All right, watch your back though. Apparently, Deantown likes to go after our uh, former players. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you guys, see what Chris Margos put out about trying to get dinner reservations in Minnesota. I
2: did, yeah, yeah. What happened? I did not.
4: Yeah, he, he said. That, he, go ahead. Uh, I don't want to steal it from you, Tom. Lay, lay it on me, Tommy.
6: He, he couldn't get a dinner reservation. I think he said he called three different restaurants and he couldn't get reservations.
3: Said so they're a fool, right?
6: How,
2: yeah, like, quote
3: unquote fool. How yeah. soft?
2: How soft are oh, the man, Minnesota man. Vikings fans? That's really, so get over it. You guys have lost tons of big games in your life. Like, <laughs> why is this one the one that's dist- like? Get over it. I, I'm, I'm really b- blown away by how kind of soft they're being about this. Well,
6: sixth letter of the alphabet, Minnesota. Um,
2: yeah, so I just, I like that. I just want- that's pretty <laughs> yes. good, Tommy. You're,
4: you're I, hot. I'm like, okay, all right. Wait, man. So real quick, yeah. I want to
2: pose hey, hey,
6: a question. <laughs> I want to pose a question, you guys. I heard it at the end of Gwen and Ray's show. Lay it on uh, All right, so if you had your choice uh, at the end of the Super Bowl, would you rather have the ball in Tom Brady's hands with the Eagles up by two, two minutes left, or the to reverse?
2: Ooh, Tommy, great call. Great question. Let's get to that. That is a heck of a question. So would you rather have Nick Foles trying to lead to a Jake Elliott kick or would you rather have that defense trying to stop the greatest comeback quarterback in the history of the game?
4: I would like to see our defense. Which uh, is, that's
2: the conventional answer, right? I, I, like, this w- team is one with yeah. defense. Let them bring it home with defense. You lean that way, Trey.
4: Yeah, I, I would lean with defense. But, man, at the same time, though, I believe that foes can do it, though, yeah. man. I mean, I don't think this this moment, is this, this stage is too big for foes.
2: And more than that, I believe Jake Elliott can do I it. I was just going to say that's that. What I believe. That's why I'm going with it. I believe that. in <laughs> a from dome? From like 80 yards that's out. That's what I yeah. mean, from in a dome? Like, yeah. that I'm would, okay with that guy that kicking be be at the end of the
3: game. the perfect way to win, right? <laughs> too, like, after that 61-yard field yeah, run. And, and that was, like, the thing that really got, got like, got this season feeling special. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, this is different this year. And if he, like, ends the game with a kick like that, that'd be oh, awesome. As long as it's, like,
4: 50 yards out. Yeah. If
3: it's, like, 40, take a couple, like, delayed Game not the best. It also
2: it would be somewhat poetic as the the first time a Super Bowl yeah. ever ended with the winning points on the final play. Adam Vinatieri versus the Rams that first Patriot Super Bowl. So yeah. huh. a little poetic justice there. Flipping around. All right, let's try. Wait, he see, says he's back. Wait, you with us? What's up? What's
7: up, gentlemen? My brother, how are you, man? First time caller. I hate the show. <laughs> hey Trey. Yes. Trey, man. I'm, I miss seeing you come out on the first play of the game and throwing your hands up saying, "Let's get it on." Yeah. I, I mean, I, all, every game before that, the first play of the game, you always did that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I miss seeing that 72 coming out of there. But I gotta, I gotta say some things here. I mean, first of all, I'm putting ten grand on this game. Ooh. Ooh. There
2: you go. Money line, or are you taking the points?
7: I don't give a damn what it is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Go money line, baby.
7: Here's why, though. If you look at any game in the history of this league, any game, whoever had the best O-line, a stout D-line, and the functional quarterback, a quarterback that's been in this system for two years or more, they always win the game. They always win the game. More than not. I know there's some situations Yeah, there's where always
2: going to be exceptions.
7: May fumble something, but I'm telling you, more than not, those three elements there is the recipe for winning. Shaq Mason is the weakest offensive lineman they got on that team.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, the
2: entire line. I mean, like, like, no joke. I think you could go guy for guy, and I think the Eagles, maybe other than Solder and Vitae, the Eagles are better at every single other position along the line and, and significantly in some spots.
7: Cox is going to kill that guy. And here's what I'm, another thing I wanted to say. We have to just start appreciating our moments, man. I'm going to tell you this here. In the beginning of the season, they all wanted – most of the people in the, in the city fans-wise, didn't want uh, um, our, 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 uh, our our coach as our coach. Most of the people didn't want foes, uh, didn't have the, the faith that Foles could take this thing and get us to where we needed to go. Most of the people didn't want our, our player personnel guy. You know what I'm saying? But if you look at all the defying that we had to go through, and, and the capper was last week when you gave them tickets to that guy who's right. Oh, wife, man.
2: Wade, that right?
7: No right then and there, this
2: is our time. Oh, uh, Wade, I love you. Great call, man. And he's right, Trey, you might not have heard it. Last week we we were we had a ticket giveaway to give tickets away to the NFC Championship game, ninth caller on the contest line. And somehow the ninth caller on the contest line ended up being a guy who had season tickets to the Eagles and had to sell his tickets because his wife got cancer, and he oh, had wow. to sell his season yep. tickets to be able to take care of his wife. And that's the guy who won the tickets to go to the game. It was like we were all just like speechless and welling up on the air. But it was. Wait, I know exactly what you mean. It just all felt like all part of something special, something bigger, destiny. something. Di- yeah, yeah, man. Like, and it's silly, you know. I've never been a destiny guy. Like, that's not my way of analyzing Until sports. now, there's something special here, man. And Detroit, can you speak to this? Like, it feels at least for me, and I know we kind of felt it in 0-1 with the Sixers, and that '93 Phillies team was special and different, and all that. I've never seen a team in Philadelphia that feels as much like the true essence of what a team is and is supposed to be than this group of Eagles.
4: Yeah, I mean, these guys uh, you, you just—they do a good job of just communicating with each other and just. Doing so much, so many good things. It's kind of like the Oprah Winfrey effect when you give so many, so much, and you're always giving, giving, giving to other people. Good will come back yeah, to you, you know. It's so it's one of those type things where these guys are just—they've created an energy and an aura around them that you know it, it can help but be positive. You know, just by. the the spirit and the mentality of that they've adopted as a team. And I think also I keep bringing Doug into this is that he's kind of – Help foster that as well, and Absolutely. promote that as well, and um, and I think that you could just see that spirit moving around this team, and it, it, and just good is coming.
2: I cu- I couldn't agree with you more, and and I've always said this, and and you know, and you know, this is not groundbreaking, but I mean, football is a sport of emotion. It is a sport of needing that that extra gear to go out and beat that man in front of you. Yeah, and this team just has it every week. They have that fire, that passion, that energy, that excitement to play for each other. Uh, that I think is really what's going to carry them all the way. Let's head out to New Jersey and talk to Brian. Brian, you're on WIP.
14: How you guys doing today?
2: Brian, you're yeah, good. Thanks for calling, man. What's on your hey, mind?
14: Seltzer, I didn't know. I didn't know you had your own show like this. Uh, I just thought you were the number one producer out
2: here. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, we we have a little fun on the weekends here at BGN Radio.
14: Nice, nice. I just wanted to um, make a quick point. Um, it was uh, it's funny because I, I just remembered the other day that it's crazy. You remember the beginning of the season when uh Doug was saying Doug said uh, that this team looked a lot it reminded him a lot of the Packers yep. team.
2: Yep, and, and they, we killed him for it. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, no, Doug. Everyone, everyone looked
14: at him like he was crazy. And yeah. I mean like now you look at this team and it's like they they like There's no like, question about it.
2: They're, yeah. they're 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 as talented as those ninety six Packers, especially with the healthy Wentz. I think there's no question about it.
14: Yeah, and I just have one more quick point. Um I, I honestly, because Belichick is just like has the defensive mind, and um, I feel like they're gonna try and take out like our best, like our best option, I guess. But yeah, that's the know, Belichick know, move, right? I don't know. It would be maybe it'd be Zach Ertz, but even if even if they do that, like I feel like this team. I feel like I feel like we're gonna win. I feel this win coming. Like we have so much, so many options on offense. It's all the running backs, all the receivers. Just like everyone. I just. I feel like we have a really good chance. I think I, we're going to win. Yeah,
2: I, I do too, Bri. Great call. I, I do too. And, and I and that's a huge part of it. There are a lot of different weapons. And there's also a guy's scheme in the plays. I mean, that, like you, I, Trey, as a, as an offensive lineman, you see plays like that, like Garrett touchdown, that wham block, having Trey Burton. I yeah. mean, that that's, and getting the guys to the second level with, with your talent too. The scheme is not only brilliant, but it fits the talent. It fits guys like Brooks and Kelsey. You have that ability to get to the second level. I mean, kind of just tell everyone in terms of scheming and and the offensive line what Doug is doing that is so special.
4: I think one of the things he's really doing is that you don't have a certain type of style where they can't just put you in a box and say, okay, these guys are just going to do this. Um, I think that this team is talented enough and you have enough options to where you can keep everybody off guard, where you can bring in Jay Ajayi, you can bring in the Clements, you can bring in the Blunt to get those hard yards. And then also, even with that touchdown, because when it was fourth and uh, on goal, you did not see Blunt being an outside runner. Mm-hmm. You yeah. bring in mixing Trey Burton into this, team, <laughs> which I think needs to get mixed in a lot more into yeah. this offense, because Trey Burton has been making plays all season, and I think he's, he's going to get paid this offseason. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, he's going to be a paid, starting man. tight end yeah, for yeah, somebody. Yeah. Uh, Just an extra – because, you know, you're not going to depend on him to to go and lead the the, the charge when it's run blocking, but a great receiver option out there that can just really stretch the field. And, uh, you know, but they just don't have a particular style that people can prepare for. And and I think Doug is doing – I mean, uh, also Deuce is doing a really good job of mixing in the backs and just keeping that tempo – off to where no one can kind of get settled in
2: and they're and they're different backs which is great too. three different skill sets which is awesome and and really uh, you know kind of um uh, work well together uh brandon real quick before we get to the break and back to the calls as well but uh we've talked a lot about doug peterson all he's done i think what we're kind of talking about with this roster and all that and 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 obviously won an award this past week but but well deserved the job that Howie Roseman yeah. and Joe Douglas, yeah. the job that they have done. I mean, this this with Carson Wentz, a healthy Carson Wentz, this is no doubt the best 53-man roster in the NFL.
3: And Definitely. You look at that game in the NFC Championship game, all those big plays, like, all those kind of significant plays are guys who weren't here last year. Yep. These guys that Howie acquired and Joe Douglas, to be fair, again, this offseason, and it's put them in an incredible position. You have Patrick Robinson making big plays. You have, you know, Blunt having that touchdown Alshon. run, Jay Ajayi, Alshon, like Torrey all these Smith guys making it's, plays. It's, it's been huge. Jake Elliott and think yeah. about just last year and Jake Elliott, <laughs> think about last year when like you couldn't even get a, you couldn't count on a wide receiver to get a first down to be from that to here. It's been just such a big leap of improvement.
2: One more segment to go. Rob, Jerry and Alice Thomas coming your way after that. We will get to as many calls as we can and keep breaking this game down. Plus again, We'll tell you about what Trey Thomas and I will be doing for the Super Bowl. I get to hang out with Trey Thomas on the Super Bowl, which is which is pretty damn cool. We'll get into that and all your calls as well. It's Trey Thomas. It's Brandon Lee Gout and James Seltzer. It's BGN Radio. We're coming right back.
1: You saw how we reacted when we got to the Super Bowl. Imagine what's going to happen when we win. This
9: is Sparta!
1: Patriot Super Bowl here on your home for Eagles football. Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. So you can be a part of
2: Sparta, apparently, if the Eagles do and Come hang out with us. Trey Thomas, myself, John Barcher, John Ritchie, Rob Cherry, all kinds of awesome WIP people. BGN Radio will be there. It is going to be at the Fillmore in Philadelphia over there in Fishtown. It is the dilly, dilly Philly Bud Light and Sports Radio WIP Big Game Tailgate brought to you by Bud Light. Again, join us 3.30 on the big game day on Sunday. Uh, WIP's Eagles radio pregame show live on the stage. Trey Thomas is a part of that. John Bartscher a part of that as well. Uh, and stick with us, obviously, through the game. We will be having a blast hanging out, watching the game and uh, and hopefully turning the city into Sparta, apparently, because I'm I'm all for that. It's Trey Thomas. It's Brandon Gotten. James Seltzer. Just a few minutes left to go. We want to get to your calls. Also coming up in a second. I'm going to tell you something important that happened 18 years ago today. But first, let's head to New Mexico and talk to our good buddy with the pipes, Mr. David. David, what's on your mind today,
15: gentlemen? How are we doing well, Trey sir?
4: Thomas, yes, sir.
15: You you were one of my favorite Eagles of all time. You. Brian Dawkins, Brian Westbrook—not necessarily in that order—but you are one of my favorites. All right, thank always you. loved when you it's came it's out It's a of that
2: strong call. group to be a part of, right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful yeah, thing.
15: You were—you were absolutely awesome. But God, I gotta ask you a favor, okay? Uh-huh. Never use an Oprah Winfrey reference to—to uh, to do anything with football. We gave that woman a TV show for twenty years, and the nation has not been right since.
4: Okay. I was just talking about <laughs> how she does really good stuff. David, not get a an Oprah fan. You <laughs> get a car. Everybody gets yeah, a car. I, I, <laughs> Man, she's a billionaire. Uh, yeah, yeah she's, a billionaire. she's doing all right. That's <laughs> for sure.
15: Can't help, me, can't help me out. I got 3 daughters and I still don't know a damn thing. <laughs> 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 What's on your mind today, you what, Dave? This, two things. I think uh, the key on our defensive side of the ball, as much as I love our defensive line, especially Cox and Jernigan, I think the key is going to be Chris Long. First of all, this man is playing for nothing. You're talking about somebody who's playing for a ring. The man is playing for nothing. He gave away all his game checks. His heart and his passion coming off that edge, even when he's in the game, he makes plays. And I think he's going to be the wild card. I think he's the one that's going to make a play or two that's going to turn this game around in the Eagles' favor. I, I can just, I can see it coming. It's in his face. You, you almost can't deny it. And this whole thing with the Eagles team, I'm not a big component of destiny. I'm like you, James. But I believe this has to happen. Not because It has to happen. There's just no other way this chemistry can any, can be any better. The momentum can be any stronger, and the knowledge that's coming through the coaching staff can be any more precise than
4: what it is right now. They-
2: David, great call. Thank you.
4: I, th- I think, you know, just going off of what he was saying about Chris Long, man, Chris Long has become, like, my favorite rusher to study and watch. You know, he's one of those guys, he's a very crafty rusher and i mean i i know you don't look at it and see this, this huge sack numbers but i mean this guy is extreme he understands how to layer rushes you can start to, you're starting to see it a little bit with him barnett sometimes where they communicate a lot where sometimes he'll tell barnett all right i need you to bull rush put pressure in the quarterback's face and i'm going to ride the high road mm-hmm. and come and get that strip fumble that he's already had two times and then he understands how to not get stuck running down the middle of an offensive lineman. He understands that because you see him a lot of times really taking edge. Every, sack, every every rush isn't going to be a home run, but he understands that, you know what, if the quarterback, if my secondary is giving me a chance, all I need to do is get there. And if you have helmets always flying in front of the quarterback, around the quarterback, then he's going to make bad throws. And you saw that last week. And I mean, Chris Long, hands down, is like one of my favorite rushes to just watch right now because he just brings it every time.
3: And the thing with Chris Long and what we saw from Derek Barnett last week is that they're not just getting to the quarterback and bringing him down. Like, that's, you know, that's a good play for the defense, but those strip sacks are so much bigger. Yeah. It's a turnover right there. Like, you look at that specific moment in the Vikings game last week. The Vikings were driving, they were in the red zone. They could have tied the game or could they make it a lot closer there. Derek Barnett takes it away, whole different game.
2: Totally, uh, totally agree with you guys. And and again, I think just that depth along that D line is going to prove. To be a major factor in this game. All right, let's go to Philadelphia and talk to Robert. Robert, you're on WIP. Yes, yes, go Eagles, go Eagles. Go Eagles, Robert. Well, I just want the Eagles world to set their mind at ease.
12: First thing New England has never come up against any defense as they're going to come up against next week. I'm with. Defense is not south like it used to be. The Eagles on both sides of the ball is peaking at the right time.
2: I agree, Robert. Yeah. and Thank you for the call. We're up against it here, but I- I'm with him in the sense that this team is peaking at the right time. You wouldn't have thought that with Carson Wentz not in there, they'd be peaking, but I mean. Thirty-eight to seven in the NFC Championship. I mean, Nick Foles played one of the best games in championship game history.
4: In playoff history, yeah. in playoff um, history against and every top defense that they've gone up against, they put up big points. You know, I mean, you go up against Denver, who was supposed to be the number one defense, and they hung fifty-one points on them. And then you come back in this game, all right? You hang out thirty-one. You know, I mean, Nick Foles just lights like, out. Long ball, accurate. What can you say?
2: So, 18 years ago today, and and I am so sorry to everyone who we didn't get to on the phones. Rob Cherry, Alice Thomas coming up next. They will take your calls. They'll be talking Eagles. I apologize. We had tons and tons of calls. I'm so sorry we didn't get to you guys. But... Uh, 18 years ago today, before we get out of here, do you, do either of you know what happened 18 years ago today that yeah, affects this game? I
3: do. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, 18 years ago, the Patriots hired Bill the Belichick. 18
2: years ago today, <laughs> the Patriots hired Bill Belichick. This from Field Yates for context. The rest of the 31 NFL teams have combined for 174 coaches in that time, including 10. By the Oakland Raiders. So look, that's what we're going up against. We're going up against the the best coach, the best player, the best quarterback, best player, whatever you want to say, all that stuff. And yet I feel incredibly confident in this team's chance to win. And we'll be back next week on Saturday, more BGN radio. I'm sure you'll be hearing Trey's voice on this station more and more, which is a, a beautiful thing. Awesome. Uh, and Trey, you will be a part of that pregame show as yes. well. Come hang with us. The big game, uh uh Fillmore and Philly, BLG, you're gonna be out in Minnesota. Any final thoughts before you head out there? Win. Win. I love it. Trey, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Dominate. Dominate. I love that. That's perfect. Uh, Next, as it were. All right, everyone, uh, again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to all the callers. We couldn't have done it without you. Thank you, Jack Fritz and Mosh, tag team in the producing job, and doing a great job again. Thank you to Trey Thomas, new member of WIP. Very excited to have Trey on board. Coming up next, it's Rob Cherry. It's Hollis Thomas. Coming your way. And again, for Trey Thomas, for Brandon Lee Gowton, for James Seltzer, this has been BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP.